Mr. K24 Radio. Oh yeah. Okie dokie, holy moly. All right, everybody, gather around. Let us join Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. It is Chit Chat News Update right here. So how you doing today? It's a beautiful day. That's what it is. It's going to get a whole lot better if you and I stick together and do things right. That's the bottom line, isn't it? Once again, my name is Mr. K and this is Mr. K24 Radio coming at you on Chit Chat News Update. There's a great deal going on out there. That's right. You know, speaking specifically for starters about um, the COVID-19 pandemic, with special reference to not only what the stats are saying about Nigeria and Brazil, but also what is going down with the COVID-19 vaccines which people are taking as we speak. So that's the bottom line on Chit Chat Updates today. Once again, my name is Mr. K, and this is Mr. K24 Radio with Chit Chat News Update. Let's go for it. Now, Nigeria records zero COVID-19 deaths in five consecutive days. That's massive, isn't it? And of course, that is even as Nigeria you know, recorded about 58 new cases on Tuesday, which happens to be a significant decline compared to the, to the figure reported the previous day. Interesting, isn't it? So let's see how the figures are going. Nigeria's Center for Disease Control, NCDC, in its daily update on the outbreak, said no death was recorded for the fifth consecutive days in Nigeria. And that's something to think about. Now, the NDDC also disclosed that um, 1,855 patients were discharged from various isolation centers in the country. Wonderful. A state-by-state breakdown, however, of the fresh cases revealed the following. Lagos, 32. Kaduna, 5. Enugu, 4. Kanum, 4. Edo, 3. FCT, 3. Oshun, 3. Abia, 1. Bochi, 1. Gombe, 1. And, of course, River State, 1. The stats are not ugly, if you ask me, but, hey, but let's face the reality. Any number is dire. I mean, we're talking about a disease that has shown it could be fatal. Now, there's no good news coming out of the South American nation known as Brazil. Uh, That's also talking about a football-loving country. Brazil has recorded more than 4,000 COVID-related deaths in 24 hours for the first time as a more contagious variant fuels a surge in cases in the country. Hospitals are overcrowded with people dying as they wait for treatment in some cities. And of course, the health system is uh, on the brink of collapse in many areas of the country. Sad story emanating from Brazil. The country's total debt toll is now almost 337,000, second only to the United States. But President Jair Bolsonaro continues to oppose any lockdown measures to curb the outbreak of the disease in the country. 
He argues that the damage that the thing has done to the economy would be worse than the effects of the virus itself and has tried to reverse some of the restrictions imposed by local authorities in the courts. You know, lockdown is one of the difficult aspects of COVID-19 and COVID vaccines. How fast is worldwide progress? Now, what is the Brazilian variant uh, and do the vaccines work against it? Political crises and COVID surge rock Brazil's. And of course, these are the key issues, you know, coming to the fore when you take a critical look at what is happening to Brazil at the moment in terms of the records turning out, uh, you know, about the number of people who have actually paid the supreme price of dying because of the disease. Absolutely horrible what is going on in Brazil as we speak. Now, to date, Brazil has recorded more than 13 million cases of coronavirus. According to the health ministry, some 66,570 people died with COVID-19 in March, more than double the previous monthly record. Doom and gloom, if you ask me. Brazil now is a threat to the entire effort of the international community to control the pandemic, so says Dr. Miguel Nicolases, who has been closely tracking or tracking rather the cases in the country, uh, you know, according to the BBC. If Brazil is not under control, then the planet, uh, you know, is not going to be safe because we are brewing new variants every week and they are going to cross borders, he said. Mm, mm, mm. That's pretty much all I can say about what is going on in Brazil as we speak. Oh boy, it's it's a horrible situation, but it is not, um, uh, you know, it's not a situation that is entirely hopeless and that couldn't be savaged. It could definitely be savaged, and that is the hope of everyone on the face of the planet at a moment. Thanks a lot for hanging in there. Um, you know, the beat goes on. <laughs> it is not stopping, not yet, because there's a whole lot more, you know, to chit-chat about on the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, you know, let, let, let's, let's remind ourselves briefly, you know, that um, apart from the figures that are turning up in the stats, we also need to now understand in proper perspective what is going on with the vaccines that have been taken by very many people across the world, including Nigeria. Now, we have been told that um, apart from, you know, strictly observing the COVID-19 safety protocols, we are told it has become expedient for everyone to get vaccinated. Millions of doses of the Pfizer-AstraZeneca vaccines have been received in Nigeria out of the lot. About 80,000 doses have been received in a dosed south-south Nigeria, and people are getting inoculated as I speak. Now, according to the experts, the people are going to get two jabs of the vaccine apiece. Now, the $2 million question is, after taking the vaccine, when does immunity kick in? And for how long are you going to stay immune? Catherine O'Brien of the World Health Organization 
speaks. The vaccines that we have right now are all two-dose um, vaccines. Um, after the first dose, we see a, a good immune response that kicks in within about two weeks of that first dose. And it's really the second dose that then um, boosts that immune response. Um, and, and we see immunity um, get even stronger after that second dose, again, within um, a shorter period of time after, after the second dose. We don't know yet how long immunity lasts from the vaccines that we have at hand right now. Um, we're following people who have received vaccinations to find out um, whether or not their immune response is durable over time and the, the length of time for which they're protected against disease. Now, there isn't much consolation there, if you ask me. This reminds me actually of the comments made by Nigeria's Minister of Health uh, that's talking about Dr. Sagi Haniri on how much is known about the COVID vaccine. Well, and indemnification. Mm. Indemnification means that, well, this vaccine will help us, but uh, the, uh, we do not know it so well yet as to be able to give you a guarantee of uh, safety, so you have to indemnify us. So, all countries who are using this vaccine, including Nigeria, I have had to sign an indemnification certificate that the manufacturer will not be held responsible. Now, the doubts and the conspiracy theories about the COVID-19 vaccine have been quite a legion. You won't believe quite a flurry out there for people to actually, you know, think about, you know, brew about, and of course, try to make deductions of their own as a way forward. Experimental vaccines, what's called the experimental vaccines regarding COVID-19. I think all of this information will be brand new to you. I know that this was all brand new to me over the last few months, even as a board certified emergency physician, I did not know a lot of what I'm about to share with you. And I come before you on behalf of America's Frontline Doctors, which is a volunteer physician organization that we started specifically to combat the serious and, and life-threatening disinformation campaign that has really taken over America and really the entire globe. It's very, very scary stuff. I've been a doctor for a long time. Before me, my father is a doctor. I've never seen anything like this where we have groups of physicians or scientists and government bureaucrat agencies essentially lying to the American people and people across the world. I have many, many examples. So we doctors, you know, when we got together about this, we, we decided to um, really come out and say what we thought our opinion was. And a lot of people have told us not to do that, but we felt it was really important. You have, you have the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA all not helping you. So we, we came up with our recommendations about the vaccine, and, and they're pretty strong. Ultimately, America's Frontline Doctors stands as follows. If you're under age 20, the experimental vaccine is prohibited, in our opinion, absolutely prohibited. We simply don't know enough about the effects on fertility, and we do know this virus essentially does not affect young people. Essentially irrelevant. From age 20 to 50, if you're healthy, we strongly discourage. There was a little debate in our group if we would come down as strongly discouraged in this group or prohibited. 
I fell in the prohibited category, but the majority of us said to strongly discourage for age 20 to 50. We strongly discouraged the vaccine in age 20 to 50 because there's an exceedingly low risk of death from COVID. There's unknown risk from the experimental vaccine of causing autoimmune disease. There's unknown risk of this pathogenic priming antibody-dependent enhancement. And there is an unknown risk of lifelong infertility. So age 20 to 50, we think it is strongly discouraged. From age 50 to 70, if you're healthy, we also say it's strongly discouraged for the same reasons. There's a very low risk from COVID-19. There's an unknown risk of autoimmune disease, unknown risk of pathogenic priming, unknown effect on the placenta. From age 50 to 70, and you are do have serious comorbid conditions, we say it is discouraged. Now, other healthcare experts have also been very unequivocal about the vaccine and how much is known about it uh, to be able to make reliable conclusions as to what it is going to turn out to be in due course. Dr. Steve Hotze, founder and CEO of the Hotze Health and Wellness Center in Houston, Texas. The so-called COVID-19 vaccine is not a vaccine at all. It's a dangerous experimental gene therapy. The Center for Disease Control, the CDC, gives the definition of the term vaccine on its website. A vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease. Immunity is the protection from an infectious disease. If you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. This so-called COVID-19 vaccine any individual who receives the vaccine with immunity to COVID-19, nor does it prevent the spread of the disease. It does not meet the CDC's own definition of a vaccine. That's why it's a deceptive trade practice under 15 U.S. Code Section 41 of the Federal Trade Commission for pharmaceutical companies who are producing this experimental gene therapy to claim that it's a vaccine. These pharmaceutical companies are lying to the public. The government health bureaucrats are also lying to the public by calling this treatment a vaccine. This COVID-19 experimental gene therapy is only designed to minimize your symptoms if you were to be infected with the COVID-19 virus. Let me read. Right, there you go. Quite a bunch of theories, a bunch of doubts and all sorts of talking points emanating from the entire COVID-19 scenario. Now, speaking of the Pfizer-AstraZeneca vaccine, which the Nigerian government has taken delivery of, and Nigerians are getting inoculated, taking the Pfizer-AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. My friends who have taken it are doing good. They've taken their first jabs already, their first jab already, and they are doing good. And if they keep doing good, I can assure you, yours truly here, I'm going to finally pluck up some courage and go to some place where I can go get my first jab of the vaccine. As for the COVID-19 theories, the conspiracy theories, 
I think they are allowed. It helps to pretty much position us in the scheme of things. That's what it does. Now, the Nigerian politician, a maverick individual that's talking about Dino Melaye, Senator Dino, Dino Melaye, a couple of weeks ago alleged that the Pfizer AstraZeneca COVID 19 vaccine, uh, the one the Nigerian government took delivery of, and the one that has been used to inoculate Nigerians as we speak, he says that's the chip article. You know, the Nigerian parlance, chip, chip article. And like we say in Benin City, Edo State, South South Nigeria, we say Ogbelekwa, which means it's, it's cheap, it's rock bottom in terms of prices. So Dino Milaya is saying that the fact that the Buhari administration took delivery of the Pfizer AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine, it means that the government wasn't thinking about the welfare of Nigerians. He also alleged that that particular vaccine has uh, the most serious, yes, the most serious side effects compared to the others in the global market as we speak. But the events of um, the days and weeks following when he made that comment have shown that he is quite correct in terms of side effects. I mean, let's face it, some countries in the Western world have had to at some point in time put a halt because of blood clot issues, you know, on on the administration of um, this Pfizer AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. In fact, Germany had to rework who should and should not take that particular COVID-19 vaccine, the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. So you cannot totally discountenance the comments made by Senator Dino Malai because events have shown quite right that what he said wasn't out of point. But what I can say is that my friends have taken their first jab and I am going to soon go take my own first jab of the vaccine. But then again, I'm going to keep a close eye on the situation before I do that. I want to say thanks a lot for being part of the show. Chit Chat News Update with Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. It was great having you for company every step of the way. You know what? <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm out of here because I'm out of time and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye, yeah. My name is Mr. K. Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah.